Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with another episode of The Yakking Show. This is a show that brings you interesting people to uh, explore new ideas for you and give you ideas and inspiration to navigate the changing times we seem to be living in. We always have interesting guests. Today's is in no exception. My apologies, I'm suffering from a cold, so that's why my voice is going, but never mind. First job, introduce Kathleen, co-host Kathleen. How are you today, Kathleen? Oh, I'm doing great, Peter. Thank you so much. And thank you all so much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you and we love reading your comments. So please keep those coming. And if anyone is interested in being a guest on our show, please go to our website, click on the contacts tab, and there's a short application form for you to complete. And we would love to hear from you. And as Peter mentioned, we do have another special guest with us today. His name is Dr. Peter, uh, Dr. Phil, sorry, Peter, <laughs> Dr. Dr. Philip Agrios. Hello, Dr. Agrios. How are you? Hi, everybody. Thank you so much. Doing fantastic. And thank you so much for uh, bringing me on to the show. I appreciate you. <laughs> now, I, I, I have a short biography here for you, and I'm just going to I'm just going to read it because I, I want to get this right. So you are a business breakthrough specialist, an international speaker, and best-selling author who guides business people worldwide to move from self-sabotage to a self-made success by uncovering inborn traits that stop their success. Tragic events that affected your personal and professional life sparked you on a quest to understand human behavior to its core. And while working with thousands of people, for over 30 years, you've been able to discover a revolutionary way to avoid self-sabotage and win big. And I can't wait to delve deeper into this topic. So again, mm-hmm. welcome to the show. Can you please, for our audience, give us a little bit about your background? Perhaps you can share with us how you came to embark on a, on a career helping people to overcome their self-sabotaging traits. Sure. Um, well, <laughs> I, I was uh, I was the king of self-sabotage. Let's put it that way. And back when I used to be a chiropractor and a functional medicine practitioner, my specialty okay. was thyroid and autoimmune, the sick of the sickest. And uh, during back when back then, I was trying to figure out why I was doing what I was doing, why my business wasn't uh, going to the level at times where I wanted to go, where I went there and I had no idea how I got there, uh, especially with my patients, my kids and my family. And I didn't ask for it, but I was placed on this journey and I were able to discover a particular trait that we're born with. And we, and we call it the inborn sabotage trait. It doesn't undermine you, but it actually protects you from the very success that you seek. Because if you actually achieve that success subconsciously, it would be more painful. So we never get to that point. So when I first found this, I was like, this is too simple. There's no way. So I went out to try to disprove it. And over 30 years, researching thousands upon thousands of people, not only were able to prove it, found a way to switch it off instantly and it works 100% of the time. And we call that solution the antidote. Because I thought, if I'm bitten by a venomous snake and I'm about to die, um, do I want the antidote or something that might work? So I thought, well, if I'm going to go into a professional or personal downhill and things are going south on me really quickly, do I want something that might work? Why do I want the antidote that's always going to work? So we found that when you start to release your personal professional power and you start to feel uncomfortable, your saboteur kicks in 
to protect you. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not an idiot or uh, what all the other hundreds of uh, words we say to ourselves. It's you're just protecting yourself. So imagine knowing why you're going into that contracted state due to your saboteur. Once you understand it, instead of constantly doing the hamster wheel, you can contract a little bit, but then by using the antidote, you go growth and then contract and growth because that's all we do. We grow and we protect, we expand, we contract, we give and take, we're vibrational beings. So once you understand that and knowing how to shift it, it's impossible to sabotage yourself. Okay, so so you just said it's an inborn trait, which implies then it is not conditioned. So it's no. not from your childhood, from your parental, from your upbringing. This is this is something you're born with. Yes, it's 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 consistent. And what we found was that there are actually just three traits that make up who we are, and we call them the director. And maybe your audience wants to write them down as the director. Mm-hmm the supplier, and the communicator. So director, supplier, and communicator. And these three traits are with us because everything that we do is via communication, supplying each other, as well as directing our thoughts and our feelings and our actions. And once we were able to see this and we placed them in this particular sequence, and the sequence was called the personality stress sequence. And the personality stress sequence is made up of the dominant trait, which we call your superpower, then there's a mediator trait, and then the saboteur itself. We call the inborn sabotage trait the saboteur. So we have these three traits in like a seesaw type of fashion. So what happens is, is that there are now these three traits. So there's only three inborn sabotage traits out of seven, eight point billion people. I didn't believe it either. And then when you look at and you take those three traits and put them into that sequence, there's only six patterns of human behavior. So therefore, there are only six people in the world. So imagine if the people in your audience who are speakers or on podcasts, whatever the case may be, when you're speaking, whether you're speaking to 10 people or a thousand people, there are only six people in that audience. So once you understand that see those sequences, you can then curtail your speech in order to to uh, impact every one of those people. Fascinating. Absolutely. And that's something I was going to ask, and you sort of answered it, and that is that uh, this transcends cultures, right? Because you say there's only three basic traits and six types of people. So it doesn't matter if you're talking to Northern Europeans, Southern Europeans, Africans, Americans, you're going to find the same patterns. Right. Great question. Beautiful question. People go, well, you know, we have the disc and we have all these other personality tests. Mm-hmm. But the difference between us and everybody else is, number one, the disc only does four quadrants, okay? We have six. They're missing two. Plus, you have to take it like twice a year because mm-hmm. things change. You will never have to take this quiz again because it never changes. And I've been doing this for 30 years and I know people back when to now, it just does never change. So if you're going through a situation and you go, man, I don't know what's going on, Phil, uh, and this and that, I'll sit down and go, it's an important sabotage trait. And you're going to go, oh yeah, it is. So what we were able to discover was whether, and I've worked with people all around the world, uh, different cultures and different uh, business. I, I, I work with business owners, executives, and entrepreneurs worldwide. And what we found was that it doesn't matter who and how you grow, how you grew up. It's still that base pattern. 
And then when the cultures come in, that's when it starts to see that it's different, but it's not. Once you understand that sequence, now you'll understand why they're using the cultures and stuff that they grew up and how to shift it. So for instance, if you have a significant other, right? I can ask you just a couple of questions about them. I can ascertain everything about them by just knowing their sequence and never meet them. And then once I know you, I can tell you everything about how you two interact and never ask you a question. That's how much of a sequence we have. We've helped take low, uh, high, uh, low performing employees and within a couple of weeks go to high performers because what we found was the manager would then try to support that employee in the way they think that person needs to be supported, mm-hmm. not in the way they really need to be, which is really how they need to be. Right. Right, right. Interesting. So I think we're going to throw a little bit of interest in here for our audience, and that's to for Kathleen and, and myself to admit that we've uh, decided to be guinea pigs, and we've both taken uh, Phil's test, and he's had a quick look at the answers, and he's now going to analyze us and dissect us and tell us <laughs> why we do what we do, and uh, hopefully he's going to tell us why we do what we do well and some ideas of why we don't do it so well. So would you like to go down that little track for sure, a Sure, sure. Let's let's talk about all three traits so people yeah. can understand. Now, remember, yeah. all three are within us. Mm-hmm. So when I explain each one, you're going to go, well, I do this, a little do that, I do a little bit of that. Yes, absolutely. However, depending on what you're doing, if you're in that saboteur, you're going to do mostly this. And mm-hmm. then if you're in that dominant trait, then you'll do less of it. Okay, Mm -hmm. so let's talk about the director saboteur. The director saboteur is a person that's scattered. They're all over the place. They'll um, wait to the last minute or they'll they'll get about 99% done with something, stop, and then go to do something else that's more fun and easy. They don't like details, especially if they don't like it. They don't like to take responsibility or, or accountability. And chaos allows them to stimulate their brain because they usually have also a dopamine or a serotonin, which are neurotransmitters uh, deficiency. So they have a hard time focusing. Now, they'll wing things too. Like, ah, oh, we'll just we'll just wing this out. Now, what happens too is they can go to the other extreme. They can get so hyper focused that they have like have a time distortion. Like, honey, I'll be out in five minutes and 10 minutes and five hours later, they emerge because they have no uh, no really recognition of time. Now they get this thing done. It's two days. <sighs> I'm done. Then they realize that they forgot all about this other thing. Now they're really behind. And then they go to the other extreme and get scattered. So for the rest of their life, they're always going to have a, a challenge between giving and taking. Remember, the saboteur is there not to hurt you. It's to protect you. It actually is brings your adversity in, in order for you to evolve. I'll say that one more time. Your saboteur is there to evolve you. So when you're ready to release that pat, that, that release that personal professional power, and you're uncomfortable, get excited because you're ready to evolve because of past things. And subconsciously you go into the contracted state why you don't you can't get through that so that's the director saboteur the supplier saboteur kathleen is a person who overly gives they overly share they feel that selfishness equals self-nourishment they're not the same 
selfish self-nourishment is to take for you, but because you focus on everybody else's feelings and not yours, you focus on everybody first, then you. Okay. And then what happens when you give so much, people can take advantage of you subconsciously as well as consciously. And then you get, can get upset about it and feel a little bit resentful maybe, and then go to the other extreme and go, I'm done with you. I've had it. You've taken advantage of me. I've been a doormat for how long and I'm taking Now, depending on the person's situation, then you'll feel uncomfortable and guilty. And then you'll go back and overly give. So you don't set boundaries too well. So now you have for the rest of your life to understand how to give and take more effectively. Does that make sense? Yes. Absolutely. So many supplier saboteurs, and they're probably cracking up right now, is that you have a new client and you, or a potential new client and you're giving stuff away for free. Yeah. You're giving your time away for free because you don't value you. So they're just showing up to show you what you're doing. See, everything outside of you is you. The person you can't stand is a part of you you can't stand. They're just showing up to show you. Once you shift you and understand your saboteur and start doing the antidote, two things happen. They leave or they shift because they want to stay in your world. I see it 100% of the time. Now, the third one is the communicator saboteur. This is a person that has a hard time expressing. You don't really know what they're thinking or feeling, and they don't confront too well. They listen really, really well, and they're very loyal but piss them off and they will detach from you. It takes a long time to get back in their graces. So they have a hard time verbally to kind of express to people. Now they'll give you an email and a text this long because it take, they'll have time to make sure it's right, you know, set this up because they'll take, they'll overanalyze it, right? So there's people that overanalyze it. And then what happens is then they can get to a point where they can go to the other extreme and two things happens depending on their, uh, uh, their dominant trait is that they'll just explode and just let you have it. Or they'll tell you you're an idiot under your, under their breath and you still don't know what they're thinking or feeling. And then they'll disconnect and there's Peter cracking up. So <laughs> Peter is the communicator saboteur. So here's the cool part. When we do my, I have a, I have a five week live mentoring course called Transcendence 101 from self-sabotage to self-made success. And we guarantee that in five weeks or less that you'll stop sabotaging yourself. And one of the things I tell people is, is that this is a non, no judgment zone. And I tell them why. Now, if I am a supplier, my superpower is where I can take from me. And I go to Kathleen, Kathleen, what's wrong with you? Do you like the abuse? These people are just, just constantly just taking advantage of what's wrong with you. Would you like to be a victim? See how I can get on you, right? Mm. I can go to Peter. Peter, what's wrong with you? Just open your mouth. Tell me what's going on, Peter. I don't want to guess anymore. Can't you just owe you a mute? See how I can get on you. A director saboteur can go, can you just write one thing down and just get it done? Are you serious? Are you that stupid? So can you see that our dominant, our superpower can judge the other person's saboteur because it's easy for us, but they can judge us just the same. Mm -hmm. mm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Eh? Oh, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk about business. All right. So anybody here ever um, have to sell at all? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Have you ever been a sales manager? I don't know if you've ever been a sales manager. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So have you ever had the person 
that I call it vomiting. They talk themselves out of the sale. They just keep on talking and talking and they, they had the sale 20 minutes ago and now they overwhelm the person. Mm-hmm. Well, their superpower is communication. Now, as a sales manager, what's the first thing you usually tell them they need to do? Communication training, right? That's right. I go, no, that's their superpower. Yeah. They need to deal with their saboteur. So if they're a supplier saboteur, the reason why they're overly communicating is because they don't feel valued. So they have to show too much value. So they overly give by giving too much value on that communication side. If they're a director saboteur, they're scattered all over the place going here and here and here and here and throw this over here. People are like, what? So by when we focus on the antidote, their communication instantaneously becomes effective. We've had, a, we've had many people, one person made $86,000 and two weeks later, after she realized how much she was overwhelming her clients. We, can, and we had a, a doc who overly gave too much to their uh, client. And within, he, was had a, he had a closing rate of 30%. And when one week he went to 100%, I didn't believe him. I wanted to see, I wanted to see the, uh, the results because now he understood what he was doing to client. So when you actually don't close, your saboteur is actually stopping you from closing them because it's more painful to close them than not. Hmm. And we prove that all the time. We can increase people's closing rates by 86.2%. Wow. Here's the other cool part. Your business, each and every one of your businesses have an inborn sabotage and trade and antidote. So we show you how you subconsciously sabotage the business by using your saboteur to the business's saboteur. And we use your antidote to the business antidote. It's like a battle of success that kicks in, especially when your employees know that as well. It works on children. We've had parent children where they understand now their children, understanding why they're not doing what they're asked to do. I've helped save marriages. I had a person go, I'm getting divorced tomorrow. What can you do? I said, give me one month. They're still married because I showed them that they were just protecting themselves from each other, not that they hated each other. And they understood why the other person did what they did. And then you bring another child in or two children and that messes it up. But it doesn't really because once everybody knows their sequences, you can then say, okay, now I understand. I had a manager. I, I did one of my workshops and the manager came up to me and said, you know, my son's always upstairs playing video games. I can't get him downstairs to interact with the family. Asked him a few questions, ascertained his son's sequence, never met him. Within a week, his son was downstairs interacting with the family. And within two months, their relationship skyrocketed because he realized he was the one pushing his son back in the room. His son was a communicator saboteur. He was making fun of him, how he dressed and all that, because that's how he grew up. But once he realized that didn't work, it shifted. And then when he realized he was doing the same thing in his business, his business increased as well. Uh, Okay, so can we... Taking myself as an example here, I'm sure. the supplier saboteur. So mm-hmm. how would I overcome? What would I do to kind of check myself in situations personally and in business and, and identify, oh, okay, this is what's happening and mm-hmm. pivot that and change that to to make it work? Well, the first thing is, is that now we've, this is the first time we ever met, right? That's right. I even ask you about this, but I'm going to tell you, you overthink. 
right? You think people will say to you, you think you know everything, Kathleen. And majority of times you do, that you think you're right. But there are times when you overthink things because you don't want to hurt some person's feeling. You don't want to communicate that. So you pull back. So you think certain things and you overly think. So you think these things and therefore you may have to feel that you need to overshare what you don't. Would that be one situation at times? When you overthink, right? Possibly. Right? Yeah. So with that end of it, what happens is you got to first understand how your, your dominant trait trips you up, right? So for instance, if I had a, you see the domino um, master, they push the one domino and it goes, yes. right. last one hits. And let's say balloons are released. What's the last thing you see? The balloons. Well, that's your imposter syndrome. That's your communicating too much. That's your overthinking. That's your anxiety, your depression, whatever you see and feel what? Last. So what do we do? We take our coping methods and do what? You put them on the on the balloons, not the one domino. So it's easier to hold down the balloons and stop pushing the, dom the domino. And that's your saboteur that creates every negative emotion that you feel. So by pushing this down, you go down the road of frustration. But when you push the antidote, it goes down the road of frustration and motivation. So what happens is when you go into that overthinking and all the other things you're seeing feel last, you're focusing on the balloons. You're focusing on the wrong trait. So by you coming in going, okay, I need to take care of me and I got to be okay self-nourishing me. It's okay to take for me, to pay myself first, not to drop everything and just do everything what this person needs. I need to come up with some boundaries. Does that help a little bit? Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Does that resonate deeply to you? Mm -hmm. Now, if I talk to Peter and tell him that it's not going to resonate because that's not, he's not a supplier saboteur. He's a communicator saboteur. But with you, it's about always, it's always that taking and not feeling guilty. Right, for sure. Can you see that? Yeah, well, absolutely. And it's happening in your personal and your business because they're mm -hmm. one. So when you use your saboteur, both are affected at the exact same time. And when you use your antidote, both are affected at the exact same time. So that's, you'll see it happening in, in every aspect of your life. And that's how you can shift your entire situation by just focusing on one thing. And that's why for 30 years, I'm saying this can't be this freaking simple. And no yeah. one has ever proven me wrong from a, from a CEO of a multi-billion dollar company to a children. It always 100% works. Wow. So... How about, um, so let's switch back to business. Sure. And mm -hmm. so I have a question. How can businesses thrive in profits if they follow your proprietary method? Because that's the bottom line for most business owners is all mm -hmm. about profits, right? Yeah. And a lot of these people there. So let's take the business owners away. Okay. Let's talk about okay. corporate and let's talk okay. about people that have business partners. And then we'll talk about the business owners of Silicon uh -huh. I, I've worked with companies for over 200 employees. Always, always there's fractures within the executive C-suite. Yes. So we get the C-suite together first, help them to understand who and each other person I, why, like, why is he doing that? I don't understand why he's doing it. He's an idiot, right? <laughs> that many a time. And then when they understand why he does what he does, and then she understands this and they go, oh my goodness. I've had workshops where there were actually arguments break out within two to three minutes or cracking up going, oh my God, I do the same thing to my wife. So you have to first deal with the C-suite, understand where that is before you even talk to 
the uh, the employees. But once you get this going and then you start going down to the next one and understand them and teach them, that's when things start to shift. But the one of the most important thing, I have also have a called Transcendence 201. It's a three-month business course. You got to take one-on-one before you take two-on-one because you got to deal with you first, right? <laughs> and then we teach how you are sub- how that whole C-suite actually finding out what the, what the saboteur of the business is. And once they understand how they all are kind of messing it up, as well as how they are facilitating them, how they're, they're making this grow because of their antidote. So once you really understand, wow, that the antidote causes me to have repeatable success. One of the things I realized, I took the greats. I took Tony Robbins and, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Roe and Zig and all those guys. And what was I was finding out why I was consistently being where I was, was because they're talking general. Okay. They talk general terms. Mm-hmm. So I was taking all that information, but I was finding out, I was putting it out to my, dom- my dominant and my media traits because it was subconsciously easier. And mm-hmm. just like a blind squirrel would find a nut once in a while, it would hit my antidote and I would be successful, but I had no idea why. So that it didn't last. Now I take that information and put it towards the antidote and shift. Does that help? Yes. So yeah. once you yeah. understand and go down what the foundation of the business, it comes from you guys. You guys are running your business. The solopreneur is there by themselves. If they're a dominant, if they're a dominant, um, excuse me, if they're a uh, director saboteur, my first question is, who's your second in command? Because there's no way you're going to be successful because you're scattered all over the place and you hate details. And it's just that one revelation, like, oh my God, yeah, you're in your way. So there's many things we've done with businesses to help just grow them to between 10 to 350%. Wow. <laughs> hey, that is, that is quite fascinating. And we so- guarantee it. I guarantee right? my results. Really? Every time I guarantee my results. Very good. Very good. Very good. So <clears throat> what would be a quick bit of advice for someone who um, to try and help someone get out of their own way and boost their productivity in their business and start making some profits? Immediately they should take the quiz. So we have a, a nine question quiz, SAB. Mm-hmm quiz.com it's sab short for sabotage sabquiz.com it's a nine question quiz please read the instructions first because it's asking you to go back when you were a child or a teenager because we want to go before you had your therapy and you had your mentoring because if you do it as of today it could be two things can happen is that you could get it right but at that moment you know the salesperson who's overly talking they would be so frustrated that they're now cutting, they're, they're cutting out. They're, they're just oh, okay. separating from everybody. And now they're answering as a communicator saboteur where they are really a director saboteur. So that's why we asked you to go back in, in the past to look at it. Okay. Um, once they get that, uh, and it's only for a short period of time, we are, are offering a 30 minute free consult directly with me. Um, and then later we're going to, we're bringing everything to a masterclass that we're doing, but they can bring one personal professional challenge and I'll show them how their sector created it and how to start solving it immediately with the antidote. Hmm. Excellent. Excellent. So I, I've got one for you. That's always fascinates me whenever we speak to successful people and you're certainly up in that category. Um, given what you just told us accepting what you've told us and seeing the merit in what you've told us. 
some people are very successful without doing your course, right? Right. And uh, many of those have not done Tony Robbins or or some of the others either. They they've so in in all the people that you work with over the thirty years, is is there a a, a trait or a characteristic or a mindset? that sets successful people apart from those who remain merely average? I don't just mean making money. I mean successful in a well-balanced, well-rounded life. Is there something that sets those apart? Yeah, adversity that I find. Adversity is an opportunity for you to evolve. Right. It's just an experience. If you look at successful people and – I haven't done the study or the research behind it. So I'm going, I'm on, I'm guessing being transparent. I'm guessing on this because I don't know, but the people that I have worked with thousands of people I worked with, there's always an adversity. Mm-hmm. There's always something. Now, how did I find this? Because <laughs> uh, what I have, no one else is teaching. How did I find it? <coughs> the adversities that I went through, I went through a lot of stuff. But I'm okay with everything. I have no regret because it became, I was able to find what I was able to find because of this. So every adversity, something would come in, I would go into meditation or I would, uh, something would come to me on TV or whatever. I go, oh, I can make that connection. So I think that those type of people are just connected to their higher power, where they're tapped into more compared to people that are not, right? And we're not talking woo-woo stuff here. We're talking just quantum physics knows this. It's a vibrational thing, taking a vibration. And I would think that in my opinion, and I, I may be totally wrong, anybody that's successful had a mentor, had somebody that told them how to move forward. I don't really, I would love to meet the person who never had anybody and just found it. And I'll, I'll bet you that's where they were connected. in. so the mentor was their higher power. Um, but I know that Anybody that I've knew that was, was successful had mentors. I never had a mentor until way later on down, down the road before I met, I, I, I was able to discover all this. But I just think uh, that's where it is. And you're using your antidote and they don't know it. Mm-hmm. So that's why mm-hmm. my book is called Life's One Law. That's the, it's a law that I discovered. That's why it works 100% of the time. Basically, what happened was I was able to discover a six-step blueprint that nature uses to come back from her storms. And we have the same six-step blueprint to, to solve any business or personal problem. And when I took each of the steps and I put them together, it actually created three basic principles of the universe. You want to guess what they were? Director, supplier, communicator. Right. I realized those three things govern the atoms to the galaxies and the only way and because we're made up of the stars and the planets and we have the same laws we're not different i just changed um uh, principles to traits Mm -hmm. right and that's how i was able to discover all this through Uh, and this goes much much deeper we're we're much much deeper than i'm telling you here to a point where in our five-week course we actually give you one subconscious word that you use that stops all of your goals it stopped it in the past it's stopping them now and it stops it for the rest of your life there's just one word and when we give you those five steps to offset it we actually show you you we prove to you you have to achieve that goal Interesting. So very interesting. Just um, you just alluded to your courses. So could you tell our audience a little bit about those? Yeah. So uh, there's many different ways that people can have some experience uh, with uh, with this discovery. 
Uh, we have a monthly membership. We just started it. Really excited about it. Uh, it's a monthly membership. And um, so we have, I have master classes in it. They can come on with me. I have a live twice a, twice a month, an hour. They can come on and ask me questions. I have deep dives. We have behind the scenes with my clients and see what they're doing with their teachings. We have posts and so many different things in there. We have my book, Life's One Law, um, with that. And then we have, I think, the, the Transcendence 101, which is a five-week live course. Then we have Transcendence 201, uh, uh, Achieving Excellence in Business and in Life. And then there we really talk about the six-step blueprint, how to use that for sales, and, and as well as if you have a problem, what do you do? Well, well I'm in step two. All right, here are the questions. Once you understand step two, you're done. Now do I do? Well, you go to step three and then step four. So it's circular. So we mm -hmm. dive deeply in there. Each, each uh, saboteur has its fears. There's much, much more. About 70% of we taught, teach in our business that no one else is teaching because there's, this is the discoveries that I've made. So, um, so those are the, uh, are the uh, avenues in which they can come in and come on board with. But if they come in and have a discussion, I can best tell them which way to go that's best for them. Uh, and we also have one-on-ones as well. We don't do them as much, but, um, and then we do workshops. We'll come in and actually do a workshop for a corporation or for a business and uh, whatever they need, I then curtail what they need, not what I think they need, what they need to what I feel would be best for them. Oh, and I, again, I guarantee yeah. the work. Amazing. Now, how, how do people contact you? Uh, best way is they can go to savquiz.com or okay. they can um, uh, they can go to uh, they want to go to dragrios.com. That's my website. But um, that that way they can uh, go through that way. They can contact uh, contact us at support <coughs> at dragrios.com. So it's D-R-A-G-R-I-O-S.com. So support at dragrios.com. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube you know, the, the usual social medias. And uh, that's, uh, we're really focusing on that as well. Oh, this has been such a privilege for us to have you on our show today. In fact, there's oh, just you. so many more questions that we have for you, but we're just <laughs> running out of time. And I do hope that you uh, you come back on the show at, at some later date. Be honored. We would Be love honored. to have you back. So, uh, oh my goodness. So thank you so much for today. And uh to everybody out there, thank you again for tuning into our show. And until next time, take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.